Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now, Oli? Solid. We're all good. Yeah. That Happy tripped out my headphones. Everything disconnected. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, um, welcome on, Oli. Um, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, this is obviously live in the Facebook yeah, group. If you're listening to this back, um, then make sure you click inside the show notes so you can watch these calls live. And then in the future, there's going to be Zoom links for you to join these calls live uh, and come in and talk and say what you want to say if there's something that you want to do. We're kind of trying to make this podcast thing a little bit more interactive. And then obviously, if you haven't seen by now, I'm basically inviting anyone and everyone and their dog to come on and chat with me on my on this podcast to create more conversations around different things and I know I've got one with Buffy about Buffy the Vampire Slayer coming up which is going to be quite interesting um so but um, the wild west of SNC coaching <laughs> yeah that's it that's it so but today I'm here with Ollie Redding I've known Ollie for uh over a year now really isn't it been part of the mentorship program and stuff and seeing your development um and you know dealing with all sorts of stuff that's been happening throughout throughout the year of covid uh, as well mad, um, man. yeah man and um what do you want to just give everyone a little cliff notes of, of how you've got to, to where you intro are of myself yeah not too extensive because they get quite boring yeah where where even am i now um yeah so currently doing coming out to the dissertation summer of my master's yeah. um so studying applied physiology at st mary's university um which which is all very exciting uh probably would have picked a different degree just as a little off the hip shot haven't found it the best but you know there we go um yeah so I mean I've I've been coaching since I was uh 18 in fact I lie 15 I was a tennis coach first um so I was a tennis player from four competed all the way through till I was like 18 uh went out to the states and stuff like that and uh well I'm not Wimbledon so didn't make it um (laughs) and so I coached from from 15 uh for a couple of years uh, and funny enough, actually, a guy on who's playing at Queens at the moment, Jack Draper. I um I actually had a little bit of coaching experience with him when he was like ten. Did you and beat he him? He was a gun, mate. He was fucking for a ten-year-old. Yeah, he was silly good. Yeah, was so it? doesn't it doesn't surprise me. He's where he is now. Big um, in yeah, so I was coaching there. So that was <laughs> <laughs> when he beat me. Just tag him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was my first experience of coaching, uh, yeah. which was fun. Very weird, though, because I was coaching, like, people almost my own age, but just, like, lesser ability. Yeah. Um, and then from stopping tennis, I stopped because of, like, lower back injury and got into sort of physio and rehab and gym training, and I was kind of the bug. Mm. So that's how I got into training. I was like, well, I quite like to do this as a, a job. I always yeah. enjoyed P at school and I was like well why not be a coach um and so literally my school record is like C's across the board but P is an A star so it's kind of a sign so PT'd um and just like private gym sort of uh environment was my was my main main clientele at that point so Mm. gem pop um 
and really fell out of love with it by the time I got to about, I'd say about 23. So after about yeah. five, five, six years, I was like, this is a bit wank, if I'm honest. Like, yeah. And I think that was like a lot of it, you know, like I think especially spending time with you and just like learning how to look at things through different lenses and perspectives and more, uh, you know, being more introspective. Um, a lot of that was on me at the time, which I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, see. You kind of put your your own chef glass it's their fault your fault not my fault um and and so i went to do like state agency because a friend of mine was an estate agent i did it for two months and i wanted to kill myself honestly don't know how i don't know how people do that at all um so i did that i was like yeah this is this is not my jam (laughs) like i can't sit by a desk for 12 hours a day like honest to god it was the worst experience ever yeah uh and so um I went back to studying. So I went to do my undergrad, St. Mary's, S&C, got a first. COVID hit in graduation summer. Yeah. And so I was like, right, well, I guess I'm not going to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, online coaching a little bit and just working with people that I've always been working with um, and decided to do a master's, sort of pulled the trigger on it. It was something I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it straight away, but something I wanted mm. to do long term. And so, yeah. you know, kind of forced my hand and I think it's the best thing to do like in a year that was a bit of a washout um you know I would have I would have got this so yeah, yeah happy happy that that's the outcome for sure uh and so that's kind of where I'm at so currently working with a company called Locker 27 which is down mm-hmm. my way in Surrey so we're yeah. a private SNC facility working with kind of across like gem pop and like Premier League athletes rugby athletes that this that and the other um and specifically working within the kind of youth population as well so we cross over at secondary school level and and work with and implement a program within within certain schools um nearby and that's been really cool it's been a really nice like exposure to that um Mm. sort of long-term athletic development especially within the youth it's been fun fun journey so far yeah man Um, that and some, some online work yeah, it's decent. So that's me juggling a million plates. Yeah. As yeah. everyone is in this industry, you know. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing, isn't it? It's it's about how do we how do we manage that? How do we navigate it well enough? You know, when do we push, when do we pull back? Um and it's it's quite interesting. Well, we talk about Locker 27 actually, like I remember 10 plus years ago seeing them on YouTube or um, one of the, it wasn't even Facebook at that point. It was definitely YouTube. Um, and it's glad that they've stood the test of time because they were like one of the first London-based performance SNC type gyms. Yeah, I remember. Um, and it's awesome that they're there. And, and like just being in that environment, it's just going to be good for you because those guys have, have, you know, stood the test of time, which is really really important. There's going to be loads of gyms that have popped up i mean we've seen it with um covid like the ones that aren't sustainable you know people take out massive loans and rent equipment and and like just don't make a a proper living out of those those gyms so no that's that's awesome and um yeah for sure and i I think like a massive part of it as well and i think this is sorry you go no carry on carry on you go I was gonna it's gonna say just like a I suppose like a thing that has become more and more important to me over time 
And I think why certain businesses succeed in these types of kind of environments um, is that like, no, I just don't think anyone really gives a fuck how trendy your concept is or how trendy you are as a coach or, you know, you're doing the hot shit at the time. Like, mm. It's like, oh, cool, you do animal flow, like, yeah. a good one. But, like, yeah. you know, doing the hot shit doesn't make you a, a good coach nor a good person. And, like, and ultimately, for, for me, it's like, it's like the age of saying no one gives a shit about you unless, like, you show how much you care about them. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and, like, being in an environment like Locker, it's like, these guys, it's been this team really for, for years that mm. hasn't changed. Like it obviously expanded and improved, but the core group is the same. And I think because that has been so steady, like the culture hasn't shifted. There's yeah. been no major like sways back and forth. And everyone there is a good coach that cares about one, the other coaches and the team, mm. but also literally about every single member. Yeah whether they're an athlete or gen pop, you know, whoever it is, like there's that, that human connection, which yeah. like, Oh, like overshadows everything to do with coaching. Mm. Like you could go there and just have a coffee and you'd be yeah. happy, like, they'll be happy. Yeah. But, you that's know, class. benefit is to get fucking good coaching as well as a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and you know, that's, and that's, that's what matters. Like, you know, if you really just want coaching, you can find, you can find anything. It may not be good, but like you want like an individual that you actually care about and you have a connection with. And that will stand, mm. I think that stands the test of time and stresses of changing environments and financial settings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah um, def- definitely. And, and that's, that's a really like, for me, it's a really, really important point that you make there. Like, obviously, they've built something that's got strong foundations and it's got good, obviously, good morals. And I've never, I mean, I've never been, um, but only heard good things about it. And, um, and in that as well, once you get past the the idea of, especially with the, the holy grail of strength and conditioning, is meant to be pro sport. That's what it's so you become. Uh, they create this gap between what's the difference between a strength and conditioning coach and a personal trainer. Strength and conditioning coach is more likely to work with elite sport athletes. And that's kind of like the end path um, for the status. But once you kind of, once you break it down, like there, and and for sort of me sort of seen behind the curtain, like some of the best, um, best clients uh, that I've had that uh, haven't been professional athletes, yeah. you know, and and that's and that like and in terms of like a chat, like we spoke about the the challenges of coaching, um, it's it's a really tough one to to marry up because I re- I remember a few times being in gyms with pro athletes like guys that play for England and da 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 da. And you just want to turn around and go, listen, mate, stop being a fucking prick. Like, <laughs> you know, because you're not, we're, it's very clear that we're like, you're not paying me. So you don't treat me that way. But I was always yeah. coaching from a point where I was getting paid one to one outside. I always treated 
the players like they paid me because, you know, but they saw I was getting paid by the man upstairs. So I'm just a servant sort of in some people's mindset, not everyone, but there are a couple, there's always a couple. And, and if, if I had that control, that doesn't meet with my values, they'd be gone. And well, they wouldn't even give me the money to sign up with me in the first place. It just, it's just not acceptable behavior. And, and I think there's that misnomer and that misconception about pro sport with where is a massive challenge is, is actually like, so people get it like the buy-in from someone, but it's very difficult to get a buy-in from someone who's so afraid of losing their contract or, or you're the 15th SNC coach that they've seen in the, in the 10 years they've been a pro. Yeah. Like you just become part of the conveyor belt, which the thing is that you don't get that when you're in like working in the private sector, you know, I would now call my, I don't even know what I call myself, personal trainer, coach performance coach yeah coach, something what, in the mix yeah whatever you know and but like you realize when you start making that impact with people that over the covid time like i had um it's an, an now obviously announced now emma urens just been uh yeah, epic. for the olympics and yeah. and she had had a massive hamstring tear like tendon nearly off complete for rupture of the bone mm. um she was she lost that when the sevens folded she lost her contract she had no money she was driving an hour and 20 minutes to come to my gym at my parents house so we can do her rehab for her then tra- sprinting in fields with grass that hadn't been cut because no one was at work and we weren't allowed anywhere and that's when you know that you're making the difference the challenge and but she could be just because she's gone to she's got picked for the olympic squad doesn't make her any different to someone who's just trying to get shredded or train for performance because no, not performance is that mindset like, isn't it yeah i mean ultimately like we work in human performance it doesn't fucking matter if you're bolt or if you're Joe blogs around the corner. If you're wanting to improve, you're wanting to improve like the kind of as coaches, we know the route and the trajectory in which we have to act. Like yeah. it was, it's, I posted it the other day, one of my clients is a new, new girl I've been working with the last two months. She was a, a Finnish ice skater. Um, I think I saw this. Like yeah. quite an elite level. Yeah. And she, she tore her ACL and her meniscus by falling into splits on the ice, but one of the one of the blades obviously caught and just fucking wrenched her knee. Oh. <laughs> Stuff like that just gives me the willies. But yeah, like it must have been agonized. Anyway, yeah. she has a, a surgery, blah, blah, blah. A couple of years later, I meet her. Um, so we're actually studying together and she's my dissertation partner, which is very handy. Yeah. Um, but... I, she, she was like, look, I, w- I want to get some coaching. This is what's happened. Like, I've been in pain with it ever since kind of thing. Mm. And I was like, cool, let's let's work. Let's see what we can do. And, like, we talked and we spent, like, an hour just chatting, like, just trying to, from a from a coach's perspective, where are her fears? What makes her happy? What yeah. would this really mean to her? Like, understand yeah. actually in her head what this means. 
mm. not just like yeah but like i want to be able to like squat my body weight like yeah who gives a fuck like what actually what does this actually mean to you and, and what yeah exactly and literally within six eight weeks she was front squatting no pain for the first time in years yeah. and like and you know it's not a big pat on my back i i just programmed the shit i didn't do any of the work yeah but like being able to get her to like buy in and mm. and like for her to understand what is what she's fi- like what she's fearful of yeah and actually be like okay i'm invested enough to do everything correctly mm. and pay attention to the small things yeah and like trust herself that the process will will work yeah and like seeing that change mm. like in someone is massive like yeah. and just being them being pain free like that's that's kind of ultimately as a coach like that's bigger than i don't know yeah it's bigger than any athlete achievement like yeah. or at least that i've had with someone yeah um, well, you, you spend most of the time managing athletes pain in season anyway you know especially yeah. in pro rugby um but you pull you pull some you ask the right questions there you pull them you pull the triggers that you need to and you know you change the way how people look at things and unfortunately sometimes i've found especially in that team environment um because it's quite nice to dip from that side to then out to the one-to-one side and, and private sector stuff um and um the the trauma that a professional athlete has to suffer in getting injured and the removal of being able to play the game is the biggest window of opportunity for you to then imprint on them. Otherwise it's so much harder. Like I used to sit down and have meetings with them, go through a very similar questioning process and then reframe the picture. And then those guys are the ones that I still hear from, from, you know, from my wasp days, like, launch breed bless him doing his acl again um uh, no doing his acl you know i still text him about it now you know i've not worked at wasp since 2018 mm. so it's like um no not 2018 2015 sorry i'm not um so that's six years nearly um it's, it's that impact isn't it that that's what yeah. makes you go like this is why i do what i do yeah yeah like, that's, and that's where the money is that's where yeah, that's where sure. you should be getting paid good money yeah that's when you know this is the, and this is the problem like where you know why do you hire why do you hire a lawyer to solve big problems for you mm-hmm. to stop you going to jail so like there's that there's that acceptance you're already accepted by society that that's a high costing problem yeah. to solve you in eight weeks have just taken away pain in someone's knee that they've had for years. That's a, unfortunately the societal uh, viewpoint on that is that it shouldn't cost. Yeah. I had, I've had this conversation with a lot of people as well. Like yeah. a couple of coaches, you know, like they work about and, and you know, they're like, look, this person's dicking me about kind of thing. Or like, they don't want to pay this. They don't want to pay that. I'm like, just name your price if they don't want it fuck them like like you like you and if they turn up late you know they can't expect more time on the back end like you wouldn't go to a lawyer late and then be like oh can we just have 15 minutes no that'll cost you another 500 quid mate like yeah you wouldn't take the pit yeah exactly yeah it's setting 
it's setting out those guidelines. And I think like since, since starting with you on the mentorship, like I never really considered that as a, um, it wasn't even really a consideration. You kind of like, I was very much in the mindset, put like as most people were just kind of like, Oh, I'm just going to get this money. going to hustle for it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll do 6am. Cool. Just try and go to bed a bit earlier that night. Probably yeah. wouldn't do. And like, you go to go to work fucking hanging. You've had five hours sleep or whatever, yeah. but like you do it for the money. Um, mm. And I had, I had a, a, a new client start with me the other day and they were like, look, I can only do these times six twenty, and and from meeting you, I was like, I'm not taking anyone before like eight. Yeah. And I I said to her, I was like, look, before I say yes to taking one, if you did, if you one dick me about, or mm. do not meet the standards that I expect from you, if you do not work yeah. as hard as I expect, or you're not working on your nutrition as hard as I expect, all these types of things, like, like I will, I'll Stop. send you to another coach. Like I'll find you a coach, but like we won't work together. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not getting up this early. Yeah. For someone that doesn't take me or what we're taking on like seriously. Mm. And uh, we finished course and I was like, right, is everything kind of laid out like nicely? Yeah. Like you understand what, what I expect from you and vice versa. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that. Like no one's, she was like, no, no coach has ever, you know, stipulated that or laid that out to me. And she was like, I think it's quite impressive. I like that kind of thing. And you're just like, why is why does no one tell you this shit? Like, it's like these types of business practices that are actually like, not necessarily business practices, but actually just like human management, like your yeah. like personal management yeah. processes. Like, yeah, it's so it's so overlooked. Yeah, and that's because that's it. You're managing yourself. That's yeah. what you're doing, and it's the 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 rebound effect of you managing yourself is managing other people is it manages other people for you. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, and again, that is, you know, it was nice. Like I'll keep going back to it. Like the question or the, on the form, a lot of the, one of the things you want to talk about human element and the challenges of coaching, that's another challenge of coaching. It's a huge challenge of yeah. coaching. And, and it's the challenges, the challenge that the coach faces is not being sucked into just giving and giving and giving because all you do is give yeah. I had a conversation with my therapist a couple of weeks ago um, about, how's it going? I was like, well, I just fucking, just feel like I'm giving to everyone all the time, all the time. And I can't, like, my phone does my fucking head in. Like, I can't put it down. Like, it's just a thing of being a coach and running your own business. It's like, and I was like, she was like, so uncensor. I was like, well, basically, I want to tell everyone to fuck off. Right, because because you just do can you can get into that way of just there's lack of boundaries there's, yeah. and it just become it just come off the back of I I'd I had not done enough of my process and I had launched the sponsorship program so I was speaking to a lot of people so we, I reverse engineered it and recognized it but it if you did if you if I didn't have that outlet or didn't know, know my process then you just do that and I I remember mm. when I was at Wasps and I had three jobs. I did 21 days in a row straight from 7 a.m. starts. Like, yeah. and and I was like, I'm never fucking doing that again. I don't know how I survived it now. And that's the yeah. thing, like when the wheel starts to like build some momentum, yeah, you're kind of like, fuck, there's no way out of this. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this is just it. Yeah. And I think it's also it's really hard, like, um, 
this is another conversation. I feel like I've been having a lot of these deep conversations with people recently. Um, you handed <laughs> your mind, man. Yeah, man. That's it. See the good or bad. Might, might have been a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but someone reached out to a coach, you know, like, I want to get into S&C. Like, what can you recommend? Yeah. This person's like, like, don't even know. Like, what avenue do you want to go down? And, and I was like, it's, it's one of the few industries where you're just like, here's the glitz and glamour at the top. You could be yeah. Premier League, S&C. You could be NFL, S&C, NBA. You'd be like, fucking yes. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. But they're like, all right, go, go find the roadmap. Yeah. Like, there's no level one goes to level two, goes to level three. No. You could be UKSCA, CSCS, fucking all the acronyms you want. Yeah. And you can still be a million miles away from yeah, yeah. absolutely nowhere near the top. And like, yeah. but there are some people that aren't hot shit that mm-hmm. are in these like desired places. Yeah, and you're just like, you know, that would never. You know, maybe it does happen in like you know finance industries or you know whatever. But like, yeah. I feel like it would happen. Le- it happens less because there's a there's a career path. Yeah, and I think it's that lack of path where it just throws people. Big time. And so you're just like, well, there are no boundaries because there's no path. So you're just grabbing at shit and trying to make things work. Some wild ones. Yeah, mate, shoot from the hip. Yeah. Well, All that's feelings, it. no facts. Yeah, mate. So there's, you know, like, and, and there is that allure to the top level. My friend works at a Premier League soccer team and he had one day off in three months. That's grim. This is so going into my undergrad. Like mm. I've, I've loved the NFL, NBA for years. Like I'm, I'm really yeah. not all. I don't like Premier like football or soccer, whatever. Yeah, I just think it's really. I think if you can spend ninety minutes when he scored one goal, it's a fucking waste of everyone's time. <laughs> yeah. You should get two balls in. Get two balls. That would be way more fun. Anyway, yeah. before he revolutionised the Premier League, um, <laughs> like always, like I think college level football i just be like that that's where i want to be yeah like yeah i think when we've had a first phone call i was like that's what that's what i want for myself at some point yeah yeah and it's like when you peel back the curtain a little bit and you actually see what is like is expected or demanded more so demanded from from you at the top you're like man what's it what does it cost a lot and it's like (laughs) yeah and it's like, I just don't think, for, for me, I actually just, I'm just like, I don't think the, the fruit's worth, or the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. yeah. I can have 200 grand paycheck, but like, well, what, I have a week holiday, don't get to see my family, don't get to see my loved ones. Like, what the fuck? Nah, it's, I'm good. It's like, there's a reason why the military use sleep deprivation as a torture tool. Because <laughs> yeah, it fucking works. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, and and that's like basically what those programs do. Like I went out to see uh, someone I know who worked out there and I spent oh, a week doing it over like shadowing and just hanging out because it was the only opportunity you could see them. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm never fucking doing that again. Like, I've just lost a that week of holiday. It was fucking yeah. disgraceful. But then I was stuck. I didn't know why I couldn't do anything else. So I had to do it. <laughs> Was I'd just be on my fucking Todd. 
Yeah, I've had no experience like that. I think the closest thing was a friend stag do a couple of years back. He always wanted to be a Marine, but his wife never let him. Yeah. So now you've got kids, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, for his stag, um, the best man booked like an SAS like weekend. Oh, so nice. these old paratroopers run this like deep in the woods in Surrey, like SAS camp weekend where you, you're pitching tents, you're doing like a like, bunch of army shit, but you go into bed, pissed as a fart and you wake yeah. up super early, barely getting any sleep. Yeah. And like throughout the day, then like you, you're doing like proper drill sergeant. Like if you don't do something correctly or if you laugh because they're shouting in your face, you're like dropping your trousers, pouring your water on your head. <laughs> marching in front of all your mates like you know that's hilarious like three days it was it was really fun but after three days i was like man i just want my bed knackered, <laughs> yeah. like, knackered. this is not this is not where it's at so, oh amazing yeah amazing. it's not as bad as that but yeah deprivation is. but that lack of balance you know that you can find yourself in is it's it's hard to like undo at times yeah yeah 100 man 100 percent. so just as we sort of <laughs> that's fucking hilarious i want to go and do that actually um the um so we're kind of like you for your like future and stuff um i know you've recently you accomplished man got your house stable relationship building a business like it's admirable what you're doing as a coach like where do you where do you see it going now I think um, it's a question I've been asking myself a lot recently. I think coming off the back of this Masters, it's definitely highlighted the fact that I probably don't want to do physiology for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and like, it's, I think, I think it's a, if, you're, if you really find that stuff interesting, yeah, and it's, it's obviously so important, it's fundamental, and I get yeah. it. And like, but I think like the biochemical physiology just doesn't it doesn't tip my box like nah. i don't want to take your blood lactate every day and run you your vo2 max every day and just run data every day like yeah that's nah. not fun <laughs> sorry yeah. um yeah. and the, the degree was it's, it's been a good degree despite covid you know yeah um limitations but what we're focusing on in our disc is it's more of like a neuro a neural approach and mm. so we're looking at like uh, contrasting muscle contractions under different parameters and how that actually then affects the brain yeah. as well as muscle level mm-hmm. in very basic terms. And so that, that stuff really interests me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, potentially like sports scientists role at a team, but I think like, I've always been someone that backs myself and like wanted to sort of be my own boss. Um, yeah. It's a really weird mind shift to be like, oh, okay, I'll go, nine to five and have a boss because I've always effectively I've always kind of been self-employed mm. and I've always been a bit of a sort of self-starter life you know had a couple of attempts at setting up different businesses in my younger 20s with a mate of mine and yeah you know that's all it's been like they've been fun experiences um you know you learn a lot more from your failures as well than um than I think just doing a kind of blase day-to-day job and running mm. through the mill yeah um Oh like, man, he just says we're only visiting. Yeah, well, I was I saw this video of Jim Carrey. It was kind of yeah. like a brief uh, synopsis of his life and man, like wildlife that he's had. But he was saying that his dad said he watched his dad take the safe option and was made redundant 
before he could like get a retirement package. Yeah. And he was like, his dad was broken from that because he yeah. settled and still got fucked. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so <laughs> that's like going out with someone who's way uglier than you and still getting cheated on. Yeah. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I, 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 and, and so, <laughs> I actually saw something. I was watching a TV show. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna get fucked either way. It just depends which dick it's by. Yeah, and but like, but like, I mean, surely like you'd rather do like at least if you do what you want and what you're passionate about and what you you, know, you wake up be like, this is sick. This is my job. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm proud to say this is my job. Yeah. But if you still get fucked, well, at least you did what you love. Yeah. Getting fucked. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's way better yeah. that way. Right, and I've been spending a lot of time this summer down on the South Coast. Um, and, like... It's been looking nice. Man, like, the, the girlfriend's parents bought a caravan because her sister is uh, expecting twins, um, uh, that which will be their second and third child with an 18-month-old. So, oh grandparents, they bought this caravan, 25 grand, right? Nice little plot, 10 minute, 10 minute walk from the beach. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. This is not too bad. Like, you yeah. know, I can fucking buy a caravan for 25 grand, go live down by the beach, have a coffee every morning, do a little bit of S&C, like Pete, do, yeah. do a bit of coaching, make 30 grand a year and just fucking have a dog. And like, just you know, <laughs> raise some feral yeah, children. It's, yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's weird, isn't it? It's like it's not what you picture yourself like desiring. Yeah, but like I mean, I, I've I've worked in peace. town for years. Yeah, but like working in town, like I was always like, that's it, because like that's where the money is. Da, da, da. It's busy. It's it's this that, and the other. And after COVID, I'm like, I don't fucking go to London. <laughs> yeah, fuck um, London, mate. Right, it's, <laughs> It's like it's not all that like everyone's no. a bit of a twat and yeah. like it's obviously it's fun like in parts yeah. for sure but like yeah i don't know yeah it's just definitely there's been a, someone's flicked a switch in me and i'm just like mm-hmm. like me and em last uh last summer for a birthday we went to bournemouth found this airbnb it was it was beautiful it was really yeah. nice it's and lovely. same thing we're just like by the beach we we spent one evening it was like, like on her birthday we took a barbecue by the beach it was like it was quiet mm. just sat like because all the cruise ships were, were stuck as well they were yeah. literally all out at sea yeah um just watching i was just like I was like this is i feel so just like level it's like it's yeah. so nice there's something about like, the ocean man this this yeah man for sure not i mean it's kind of ironic so my mum always says I'm a water baby because I was born in July or shit. Yeah. But like, oh, it's because my, my star sign apparently is a crab. I'm fucking allergic to shellfish and I can't <laughs> swim. So <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you're right. It is, it is peaceful. Just as long as I don't go in the water, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, then it will get very stressful. Look at it. <laughs> oh that's that's brilliant don't man. Touch, but, just look yeah that yeah. and and i guess you do like when you navigate those things like and you start realizing the more like fundamental things that are important in your life then it get things get a little bit easier you can you can dissect the noise um yeah man, you and, get clarity don't you yeah and and that's kind of like my end state still 
I want that. I want that place uh, in the south of France, just in the mountains near the ocean. Like that's that's I've got. That's the big dream, but it was just yeah. a little bit of graft on the way. But man, I appreciate you coming on. Um, no, your good to see you. But, yeah, you too, man. And for your what's your your Instagram? Um, just oh, so people. Listen, I don't even know. When people Let want to come check. down and um, say hello to you at Locker Twenty Seven, hit me um, up. Yeah, yeah, Locker Twenty Seven. We're down in Surrey, um, yeah. Weybridge. Uh, so yeah, it's Ollie underscore Reading, O L I underscore Reading, spelled like the town, nice and simple. Um, Happy days. But yeah, I'm me tagged in a lot of your stuff anyway, so I'm sure if people care enough, they can dig me out. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I'm just going about my merry way. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Happy days, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you. Appreciate you a lot. Man. Yeah, you too, man. It's been good fun. Thanks.